Professor Bryn Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash the vulnerable scientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Yeah. Um, so maybe we could talk about the lows and highs that you've experienced through this journey, you know, this interest is quite an interesting journey. (laughs) (laughs) Or you're currently even facing, you know. Hmm. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Let me think about this for a second. (laughs) It's okay. Um, okay. Let me think. I think... When I look at the highs, um, especially when I look at my career, would be finally finding what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think some of us, it takes us 50 years to finally discover what it is that you want to do what it is that actually sets you on fire and gets you so excited and you want to get out of bed and go for it and do it. And um, for me, I'm at that space now. When I finally found myself in science communication engagement, I was just like, yes, this is it. This This is what makes me excited. This is what drives me this is what i've been i was made to do this is what i've been searching for and needed to do all my life mm-hmm. um and finding it at such a young age is, is is such a blessing because now i don't have to spend the rest of my life being unfulfilled Sugaring. because i'm not where i need to be you know um, not so yeah i'll do every single day every single day exactly and for me that's that's definitely it i think that's like the high that kind of covers everything would be finally finding what it is that i want to do or what it is that i'm meant to do um i mean we spoke about purpose earlier and i feel like this is my purpose you -hmm. know um people's purpose uh, are different others their purpose is to sing others is to dance and that's their purpose um and for me this is it um science communication engagement definitely this is it and it kind of makes up for all the lows i'm going to speak about in a bit (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and i mean when i think of the lows oh my gosh um one was when I was doing my master's, I did my research assignment on citizen science. And then What's after that? I was done with it. Oh, wow. Okay. So citizen science is basically when scientists would involve the public or non-scientists in their research. So most of the time they would be involved in the data collection phase, but it must be in the methodology part of it where 
the public actually helps you collect your data or they help you um, analyze your data or something like that, but you involve the public in the scientific process. Okay. Um, so that's what citizen science looks at. It's, it, I mean, in America, they do it quite a lot. Um, in South Africa, there's a couple of projects where, um, it's citizen science projects, for example, with bird watching, maybe if they want to see, they do it a lot in environment, in ecological and, um, environmental studies, quite a lot where maybe they will take people who enjoy bird watching. And mm. they will tell them that, can you be in this area? Um, and for the next three months, just watch if this bird keeps coming back or how many of these birds mm. do you see in this area every time? Okay. So, and then, and then just report it to us. So it then it helps the scientists kind of figure out what is happening in that area. Maybe, mm. This climate change, how that's affecting how the birds are breathing. Maybe over the three months, you see less and less birds or you see more and more birds or, or whatever. It's just a mm. very simple example to explain the concept, okay. but okay. that's basically citizen science in a nutshell. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I thought I was like, Oh, I like this. I, I think I want to do that. And then you realize, nah, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> It's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> and that's okay, um, you know. <laughs> and that's you know, okay, trying something it, and, and it doesn't work for you. Yeah, Which was hard for you. It can be hard. Mm. <laughs> but I mean I mean think about it. It can be hard when you you think you found what it is that you want to do and you do it and it doesn't work the way you wanted mm. it to work mm-hmm. and it's just like uh mm. I didn't get the high I was hoping to get from that. Uh. <laughs> so then it's just like ah. so it really does deflate you a little bit from that yeah. um something else that i'll say wait is, what is, happened sorry what happened that you you realized that you didn't um want to do that anymore i don't know like when i got to the end of my research assignment and i submitted it mm. i didn't know where else to go with it I think that was it. Like, I was just like, so what do I do with it next? Like, cause it's such a, a niche field in a way. Like it's one aspect of science communication. Like it's a yeah. part of science communication, but it's not mm-hmm. all of it. So yeah. I was like, okay, so what do I do with it now? You know? So that's why then I found the whole, um, look at the entire umbrella of science communication more interesting because then I had more, things to work with and that go mm. across the board. Um, but I don't know, who knows, maybe I might go back to it one day and be like, hmm, let me relook at citizen science as science communication and see how it works. And mm. yeah, we never know, but yeah, <laughs> for now I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's where I am. And I think one other low is not necessarily seeing what it is that you hoped you would see after you put in a lot of effort. Um, Can you repeat that again? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and um, for example, sometimes with my live sessions, you know, um, Mm. 
you do the poster, you promote the stuff, and you, you get the live going, and you have like mm-hmm. two people watching, and it's just like, uh, <sighs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just mm-hmm. like, uh, and then you're like, okay, okay, maybe next week, and then next week you have like five people, and she's like, ah. Uh, like, it's those kind of things which is like, so does that mean people don't want this information and they don't mm. want it or then why am I doing it? And mm. I think then you just have to speak to yourself and pull yourself to yourself mm. <laughs> and just be like, why am I actually doing this? Doing it. Am mm. I exactly? Am I doing it for the numbers and acknowledgement and awards and 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 or am i doing it that at least one person who's watching sees mm-hmm. a scientist they had never thought they would see before and gets mm-hmm. encouraged by that story mm-hmm. then it's okay even if it's just if if the video only has five views Mm. You know, I'm sure, I mean, with you, sometimes you look at how many people have listened to your podcast or how many times it's been downloaded. And yeah. sometimes you probably get deflated <laughs> and you're just like, ah. <laughs> oh my God. Let me tell you. Sorry, I'm, I'm just getting in. Oh, Last week, ahead. I was like, um, I don't think I want to do this thing anymore. I'm spending so much. You know, for me, I use the the paid option of Buzzsprout to do the host. Uh, I don't know to host the podcast because there's a feature that I like there, and you know, just mm. you know, to motivate me to. I don't know if it's a serious, it's a good business um, decision, but whatever. So I was like, I'll just I won't renew for the next month, and I won't renew the Riverside. Day because no one has accepted to do um video so far. Then sometimes I'll put so much effort onto doing something or to re- on editing a certain audio, and I love the conversation. Then I'm looking at the the you know the stats, and I'm like, what? Why is this that I didn't like performing than the other, and why is it this one not moving? And so so last week I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. Then out of nowhere, I was just, I don't know, I was in a very bad state uh, mentally. I was just going through other things that have nothing to do with the podcast. And um, when I opened my phone, because when I get into such states, I get out of social media and such like things. When I opened my phone, I found uh, on Twitter, I opened my Twitter because... I usually get out of all the social medias. Then I, <laughs> when I'm looking for something, I was actually looking for someone's contact. Then I opened the Twitter. Then I found someone had tagged me. A podcast mm-hmm. that I didn't know about. Uh, it had nothing to do with science. It had nothing to do with <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. And the person wasn't even a scientist. I was like, okay, who's that? Uh, then the person had written an article about my podcast. And I was like, wow. So I was excited to listen, to read it. Um, and le- reading the podcast, reading the uh, article, sorry, was he talked about the things that I actually do. Like this is someone who took time to read through or to listen through my my podcast, write about it, edit it, link it, and wow. find the person who's uh, behind it and and you know uh, mention how on Twitter. 
Because you know, at that time, my pod, my podcast was not on Twitter. Because it was not just for me; it wasn't for serious stuff. And this yeah. person, I was like, okay, is this a scientist who had, who is a friend to some guest that I had hosted? So I tried to find out who is this person, and I realized this is someone actually who's been in the media for a very long time. He's been in the podcasting industry for over. How many years? Seven, eight years? He's, the first podcast he did was, was in 2013. So you can imagine someone who's been there for a very long time. He's not in yeah. science, has nothing to do with science. And what he was talking about is like, Oh my God. I, I, when I was, I don't know when I saw it, he was like, he saw it. I don't know. He was looking for a podcast. Then he saw, he the name attracted him and he was like okay let me listen in and he was like i used to think like scientists are these people who are very serious and you know wear specs and they don't talk to people they never laugh then i listened to this podcast and it was so non-serious in and people were like he just summarized my thing and he really wow. loved it and you know he was like let me write about it i was like what that is one person this is just one person and that wow. made a very huge impact to me i was like I can do this. Let me continue doing this thing. Yeah. And I think that's what you need, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes we, that, that support system. Yeah. Um, even if, even if you don't know who this person is and, yes. um, they don't know you personally, but that was a, yeah. that was some form of support that was just like, okay, I can keep going. Um, <laughs> and I think that has been something that I've, been very fortunate to have as well because I remember as because I know we're still speaking about the lows and stuff mm-hmm. when I moved here and I, this is me now I think this is the vulnerable part <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, I when I moved to Qatar and I left South Africa mm-hmm. um I didn't move with like a job here or anything like that mm-hmm. it was a matter of I've just gotten married. I want to be with my husband. I want us all to be together. It's it's the best decision for our family mm-hmm. um, at the time to just all come together and be here. And that was a very hard time for me because I had just worked. Okay, so I had just was working two years for this job that I was enjoying so much and having so much fun with it um that it gave birth to the company that I have now and and now I had left that job um at that time I had such amazing contacts in science um in South Africa and you know you know when your name starts to get out there and when people hear it they're like oh yeah I know her oh she's Mm -hmm. a science girl you know Mm -hmm. those kind of things and um and then I had to leave all of that mm. and move to a country where the only person I know is my husband. Wow. And mm. <laughs> I don't have a job or anything like that. Now I'm, I'm, I'm at home and um, it's like, what now? And during that time, like, stimulation before it became Siakura Digital was literally basically on hold like i wasn't doing anything with it nothing mm-hmm. um because i just didn't know what to do yeah like i just felt like oh, what now you know you don't even know what to say it's like what mm-hmm. now where am i mm-hmm. and of course i want to be here i mean um it's not like my husband was like you better move 
yeah. <laughs> it was something like that. No, yeah. it was a yeah. conversation we had. And that's the real part that, you know, everybody, so many, like I said in the beginning that so many parts make up who you are. Um, mm. you're not just one person and I'm a wife, mm-hmm. you know, and that comes with that title comes with certain responsibilities and things that I have to do. And I did that and and really felt like a huge sacrifice, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking back now and where I am now, I'm just like, prob- moving was probably a really good idea because it worked out mm-hmm. in the end. Because yeah. when a lockdown happened, that was well, early 2020, Hmm. Um, we went down to lockdown here in March 2020. And then around September of 2020, I started, um, no, it was September, was it August? I think it was slightly before that or July. I don't remember now. But then I I decided, you know what? I'm going to revive stimulation again. I'm going to start doing something again. And that's Hmm. when I started with these Instagram live sessions. Mm. Mm. And it's been long t- from 2020. <laughs> yeah, wow. there's a story there, quite a big a story. story. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And that's mm. when I started with these Instagram live sessions, and then you know it started going, and then I went back to work because I finally got a job, and then I went back to work, and I was working. Like I said, I was doing the sports. Um, Marketing. Um, I was working for the sports company, yeah, and um, then it was on hold again. <laughs> mm. And I was do- I wasn't doing anything with it again. Mm. And then when I gave birth to my son, um, last year, I then I was in, in South Africa for a little bit, and then in September I was like, I'm gonna restart these Instagram live sessions again. Again, <laughs> again. And then I started them again. And now I'm just like, I have this fire in me. I'm not going to stop now. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going for this. Even if there's two people watching, I'm going to keep going. And mm-hmm. I think as much as it felt like a sacrifice at that time when I left mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. now looking back, I'm like, I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Like mm-hmm. as much as I felt I was ready at that time, I realized I wasn't ready because if you asked me then what the vision of Seacola Digital is, I mm. wouldn't have been able to tell you. Mm. I wouldn't have be had a very concrete, clear vision of this is where I wanted to go. This is where I can see it. This is what God has shown me it can be. Like mm. I then I, I realized I just wasn't ready as much as there were all of these people and all of these things were starting up. I wasn't ready. I mean, at that time, I didn't even know how to edit a video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I and you weren't even, even uh, learning at that time. No, not even. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know how to edit a video. I didn't really know my way as much around social media. Um, mm. But then, you see how everything just works together. When I moved and I left everything and I came here, mm-hmm. for, the, for that time when I didn't have a job and I was just at home, I was like to my husband, let's start a YouTube channel. 
and he was keen. He was like, sure, sure, let's do a YouTube channel. And who had to edit those videos? Me. You. So I learned how to edit videos at that time. Mm. And I learned how to edit videos well. And I started to learn more about social media and stuff like that. And then I mm. get a job in social media, even if it was in sports, it's still in social mm. media. Yeah, there, yeah, so. yeah. And there I had to be taking photographs, doing videos. So I learned more about photography, learned more about videography, um, mm. editing, how to make things exciting and all of these different things and mm. what you do, what you don't do and all of these stuff. And, um, which is why, for example, I asked you in the the beginning like just before the podcast started i was like do you want me to pause after i speak because i know the editing process can be crazy <laughs> can be hard yeah. <laughs> you know when you're trying to edit and this person is just talking and you now can't cut it because they it just sounds weird yeah um <laughs> so i you know i learned about all of these different things and and stuff like that and then when i got Back into Siakura Digital, I'm able to make it really, really great because now I know how to do, I've gathered certain skills, which I'm still working on because you never stop learning. I've learned these different skills and now I can use these really fancy editing softwares and I can add all of these different things. So as much as it felt like a sacrifice, I probably needed to learn Mm -hmm. because I wasn't ready. I thought I was. But I wasn't. I really wasn't. It's like, you know, it's like when a kid, um, sometimes when kids reach maybe 18 or 16, probably 16, because that's when the hormones are all over the place. And like 16, they're like, I'm grown. I'm a grown person. I can do whatever I want. I'm grown, you know? And mm-hmm. if you actually leave them and you say, okay, go, leave the house, go wherever you want to go, they're going to come back because they'll realize they're not ready. Yeah. Only when they're ready. Will they be able to, you know, flourish in whatever space they are placed in? But until you're ready, mm-hmm. yeah, stay put and <laughs> be okay to learn and accept yeah. that you're not ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love that. That's how I was responding. Like, wow, you know, you actually came to a place when you, you know, embraced that. Yeah, I was not ready at that time. And it's okay that you do over that time because, you know, you aren't ready, but now you are. And, you know, you can do all these things that you want to do with um, mm-hmm. Siakula Digital. So, um, is there another law? Ah, I think that is probably the biggest one. Because if, if I speak, keep speaking, we'll be speaking for the next two hours. But... um <laughs> <laughs> I think that's definitely the main one when I realized that I wasn't ready. And I, oh, I think one thing with, um, this whole Siakula journey and stuff is when I started, when I was still in South Africa, I, I remember, I think it just showed that I wasn't ready. I would go and, um, do a, an interview and get the video done. Um, no, no, I wouldn't even get the video done. I'll just go and record the interview and get all these nice shots and, and whatever. And then I lose the footage. So there's like at least three or four interviews that are conducted that have never gone out oh because I lost the footage. Oh my God. <laughs> I just, I just edited something before we talked 
I just edited something that I did yesterday, a very long interview, and I finally figured out something. And mm-hmm. I just deleted it by mistake. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. So, but for and you, three interviews. <laughs> you know, I think I've like, ah, I've learned my lesson. Like, after the first one, I was like, ah, oh, I've learned my lesson. I'm going to mm. save it on the cloud and <laughs> lost at that. But... <laughs> And like, how do you go back to the people and be like, can we do another interview Interview. because I lost the footage? Like, I never went back to them because I just couldn't face them again and ask them to do an interview that they already granted me, especially Mm -hmm. because they're scientists and I know how busy they can get and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, nah, yeah. (sighs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) I just thought I was something. Anyway. Um, Okay. Is there any other low or high that is not directly related to, it's not directly in your career journey? I can hear your baby's up. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to keep quiet a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to attend to him? Um, Is it not going to disturb you a lot? Or are you just going to edit this part out? Yeah, I will. Okay. All right. Um, let me fetch him. I guess I don't know why he's awake already. Um, but they have a mind of their own, so <laughs> <laughs> he's supposed to be awake like in thirty minutes at least. But he's awake now, so let me just okay. get him, and then I don't know. We'll figure out how we finish this with him in the background. I don't know how okay. it's gonna work, but it's okay. Hold on. Don't worry about it. I'll be back. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening. You can now support this production through www.patreon.com slash the vulnerable scientist.